What is up, Real Critics? It's Jose here, as always, and you are listening to Everyone's a Real Critic, the podcast where John Wolf and I take a look at movies that have a 20% difference between the audience and the critic scores on Rotten Tomatoes. We give you the Real Critics thoughts on the movie. We break down some of the critic and audience reviews, and we wrap it all up with the real ranking. But remember that at the end of the day, it doesn't even matter because everyone is a real critic. So let's get into it, John. My friend, my homie, my brother, my co-host. How you doing today? I'm doing pretty good, man. I'm I'm excited to talk about this movie today. It is our second Christmas movie of the holiday season, or should I say, holiday movie? I mean, this one's pretty. This one's pretty pretty much. I, I'm just gonna say flat out, say it. it's a Christmas movie. Uh, no, way. no way, it's around. in the title. Yeah, there's no way. There's no way around it. Um, I'm excited, man. What a fun time of year. Everyone's starting to get together with their families. Everyone's starting to we cozy up. We talked about a little bit about it last week, but this is really the week where productivity shuts down. Everyone, Absolutely. Everyone starts eating more. If you drink, you're probably going to start drinking more. If you exercise, you're probably not going to exercise anymore. And it's really all because you get to spend some quality time with family and the people that you love. You just you just want to soak it up as much as you can. Some of the, some of my best memories around this time of year. How about you? You know, John, if, if you get a reply email in this season, that person deserves a gold star. That person is actually doing their job. Because me, I'm not replying to any emails. No, why would you? The only email I'm replying to at this point is an email that says, hey, you should follow EARC Pod wherever <laughs> you spend your time on social media at EARC Pod. Hey, you should send Jose and John a nice email at everyone's a real critic at gmail.com because you're just thinking about us. You have suggestions for the show. You have, you have different things that you want to talk about or an email. That's like, Hey, join our discord. Uh, do that. We've gotten some good show suggestions that we're definitely going to be implementing for, for next year. Um, you know, John, is this how you're letting like, me know that you've it. been doing mass spam email campaigns? I have. Yeah. <laughs> have you been just emailing people, John? What are you doing? Yeah, I have. First I of all, great it. idea. Second of all, I'm not sure how ethical this is. Where are you getting all these it. emails? Don't worry about <laughs> it. I created... It's crazy what you can do with AI these days, but I created <laughs> fake emails. And um, so if you're getting them from... This is definitely not John Note at everyone's a real critic at gmail.com. Create That's spam email campaign. <laughs> Genius. About what? Don't worry about it. <laughs> Don't worry about what. We'll figure that out later. Uh, uh, about, about the podcast. I promise it's about nothing oh, yeah, yeah. weird or anything. It's not about yeah. my, my Feet Finder account or whatever. No. Anyway, yeah, I agree. Hey, your this account is-, is overdue. Send $50 to <laughs> Jose's Venmo right now. <laughs> <laughs> this 
this is the Prince of Nigeria. I need you to send me feet pics to get me out of a pickle. <laughs> and your bank account information. This is a fun uh, time of year, though, because some of the best memories, I think, usually come up around this time. If you're a kid, it's because you're getting that gift you've always wanted. If you're, um, if you're kind of coming home from college or from being a real adult, you're gathering back up with childhood friends. You're kind of going out to the bars or whatever it is, but you know, you also get to spend. It's also, you know, and I hope we remember that, you know, like if you do get to see your family, enjoy your time doing that because it can also be a very stressful time for people. You're traveling, you're busy, you know, like some of us can't take the holidays off at all. So if you're choosing to spend, you know, a little bit of this time of year with us, thank you. Yeah. Happy holidays. And like Vin Diesel said, we're all family here and you never turn your back on family. So we'll never turn our backs on you. Unlike that one person that gave us a four star review. um, What the hell was that? Yeah, we thought we thought we loved you, and you we thought, you know, we thought you loved us back. But you know what? We're gonna work hard to make you change your mind. Give us a five star review. <laughs> and if you're a little bit if you're a little bit bored right now, and you're like, hey, I, I kind of like what they're doing over there, hop onto the Spotify, hop onto the Apple Podcasts, hop on wherever you get your podcasts. Give us a review. Say something nice to us. Not not that you have to, or give us some constructive criticism. We'd love to have it. You know what else we'd love to have? The name of the movie we're talking about today, and that is A Boy Called Christmas, <laughs> which came out. Fun- I didn't know this. This movie's been out for a couple of years. I had no idea. I feel like I've never seen it anywhere when I'm scrolling. Never seen Facebook. anything about this before. Came out in 2021, 84% from the critics, 60% from the audience. But before we get into A Boy Called Christmas, boy, oh boy, let's get into what's really good or really bad on the streams and what you're watching. Right, John. This is my favorite part of the show. I think I say that every time. I think so too. This is your favorite part of the show, but I think it's the review er uh, the review neon nightclub song that is your favorite. The, yes, the heavy I was. I, I thought that immediately as well, and I chose not to voice it because I also say that every time. <laughs> <laughs> not this one. Not this one. <laughs> no, but you said and it for me, one. so we're still yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> we're still here. <laughs> yeah, the reviews one is the best. The reviews one is the best. Yeah. Um, All right, John. So I, I, you know, it's only been eight days since we last recorded. So uh, when prepping for this segment earlier, I realized I haven't watched much at all. Yeah, that's true. Because we forgot to mention at the top, this is a special Christmas episode. This will be coming out on Christmas Day, if I'm not mistaken. Really? Yeah, we're going to push this one out. We're not going to wait the normal two weeks that we do, because then it would come out in the new year. So this episode is going to drop. Let's do it. So if you're listening to us right now, hey, what? Merry Christmas. Hi. You're listening to your two boys called Christmas. (laughs) 
Hell yeah. The two boys yeah. called Christmas. Boys We're called Christmas. You call me Christmas. Hell yeah. I'll call you I'll call you Christmas. Christmas. I'll call you in the morning. <laughs> hey, just don't call me late for dinner, you know what I'm saying? Hey, and uh <laughs> If if you have us up on the on the surround sound around the house, how's everyone doing? Good morning. Hope you guys have had a good morning. Open some presents. Maybe you're digging into the Christmas ham at this point, or whatever you eat on Christmas. If you're Jewish, it's probably not ham. You're probably, you know, Chinese food. Some lo mein or some Chinese food. Maybe you're out to the yeah. movies in a couple of minutes, and uh, or you know what? Maybe you're staying in this holiday season, and you're like, gosh darn. What do I watch on the boob tube? Well, hey, that's why we're here in this segment, is to let you know what you should be watching on the boob tube. And I'll go first. I'm going to tell you, I'm going to start right off the bat with what you should definitely not watch on the TV, (laughs) on the streams, because this one's really bad. And you might have fallen into the trap, as did I, because growing up, one of my favorite Christmas movies, and we talked about it on, I think, our podcast, The Holiday Podcast, from last year so if you haven't listened go back and listen we went through and ranked our favorite christmas movies funny enough no surprise we had the same ones. one of mine was the santa claus as one of my favorite christmas movies and there is a show series out on disney plus called the santa clauses um of, as soon as i saw the word the in the title i had to go after it i I had no choice. Um, it's really bad. Tim Allen is back as the Santa Claus, which kind of drew me in, and it might be doing that to you too on Disney Plus, where you're like, well, you know, the first one was pretty good, and two wasn't bad, three was three, but Tim Allen, you know, how how bad could it be? He knows he knows how to be the Santa Claus. It's bad, like from oh. right off the bat. It feels like Tim Allen isn't actually acting in any of the scenes that he's in, like. Sorry, it, he's acting clearly when he's on camera, but whenever he's not in, on camera and on scene, it feels like he's not actually there. There's like no chemistry. He's like phoning whatsoever. it in. There's no chemistry whatsoever, it feels like, when he's on the TV. The jokes are cute at first, but then they don't stop. Uh, like the cute little <gasps> elf jokes, like, oh my gosh, pass me a jelly bean. And you're like, oh, that was funny. And then... They, oh man! They just keep going. They just keep going. It feels like a total cash grab. Um, for that is so years. rough. Yeah, bad. Don't watch it. It's a bummer. Um, I wasn't Sorry going to. Do to. That. <laughs> okay. Sorry to do that to you, man. I also saw. Um, I know this was in our next segment, but I, I don't think we really need it. But. The other crazy thing is apparently Tim Allen is still a bitch and it shows in the scenes. Uh, he's notoriously kind of hard to work with and kind of a jerk when he's making movies. And one of the actors in this in this movie, it was a Variety article, I believe, was saying that part of what she does, her character, she's, she's reprising a role of a character where, um, of, of a girl that was, five years old in the first movie and santa gives her oh really and so which which girl is that i don't remember her name in the santa claus oh it's like a random girl like a random yeah 
Yeah, yeah. He like comes down. He's like, here's so your what? Gift. Yeah, can you just tell me what the premise is of the Santa Clauses, anyways? Sure. So part of it is no one's believing in Christmas anymore because everyone's getting their gifts online and buying gifts online. And so part of that is shown when he comes to grips with this character who's older, and he's like, "What do you mean no one believes in magic? I'm gonna go see this girl that she definitely knows I exist. I saw her when she was a little kid, whatever." And so this actress, I, I Casey Wilson, yes, Casey Wilson. Part of it is she has Friend to throw a bottle. She's a uh, she's she's in how did how did this get made? Actually, she's a huge she's a recurring guest on how did this get made. Yeah, so she she's a friend of 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 the pod. Um, we've had her on <laughs> before, and we'll have her on again. She throws a bottle at Tim Allen as a Santa Claus because he's like a robber or whatever. And apparently, he like complained when she was throwing the bottle. He goes up to the producer and is like, "She's stepping on my lines," and she's standing right there. And then the producer has to like turn five feet and be like, "Hey, Casey, don't step on his lines." And he, as soon as he was done, he like stormed off set. And anyway, seems like he's still kind of a jerk. But the premise is no one believes in Christmas. Um, Tim Allen's ready to retire. He needs to recruit more Santa Clauses to get people to believe and to make Christmas great again. Because that's all what we need. Okay. Weird. So weird. Mm-hmm. MCGA, baby. So he, he recruits other Santa Clauses. Like he makes more Santa Clauses. And the title, the Santa Clauses. How does he do that? If the whole thing, if the Santa Claus is that, is if you, you kill die. Santa, you become Santa. Yeah, when you die, someone else becomes Santa. You'll have to tune in and watch it. So did he but metaphorically don't... die? I don't want to do that, but I'm curious. I want to know what it is because be the, this franchise you. is notorious for being really bad at that. Like. The Santa Claus in the you. second movie is that he has to find a wife in 30 days and then he has yeah. to gaslight a woman into, into marrying him. I stopped watching after the first episode because it was so bad. Uh, so I, I can't actually tell you, um, but okay. it's not worth it's not worth it. I'm gonna be bad pilot heard. But okay. if you are someone that is sticking with it and you've watched it, please let us know how. Yeah, let us know in the discord. How does he save Christmas? Let us know on the Discord, or I can. uh... (laughs) A perfectly timed giant swig out of a water bottle. What do you have for us? uh, That's really bad. Um, I have something that's really bad. For what it's worth, John, just like you, I haven't finished it yet. I haven't quite finished it yet, but I am going to finish it just out of sheer curiosity. It's an HBO, you know, cult documentary. Another one. Uh, It seems like they have like their whole like a cult franchise now. Yeah. Um, it's called Love Has Won, the cult of Mother God on HBO. Mm, um, love always. Do you know anything about this cult, John? I think I re- I saw it's called Love Has Preview. Uh, I think I saw a preview of it. Someone, it's like a cult about an actor, right? Or Robin Williams is supposed to be coming back from the dead or something, <laughs> and then he never does, and then she dies. Yeah. something like that, right? Robin Williams is briefly mentioned in it, yes, and that so like it's about this woman who it seems like she she just became you know like a hippie and then you know fell into these uh, 
alternative circles of, you know, healing with vibes and crystals, you know, people like that. But she went even deeper than that into believing that she herself was God, like a personified version of God. Um, I get the same feeling. And that, yeah, she had been, you know, and she had all these people that legitimately believe that she has been reincarnated. She's been Joan of Arc in the past. She's been Marilyn Monroe in the past. Um, She has angels who are people doing missions for her on Earth, one of which was Robin Williams. Mm. But really, it was just a cult about them getting fucked up, like drunk, high, you know, hanging out, having sex. Um, I haven't, but, you know, like the premise, the cold open of it is the cops break into the house of the cult one day um, and they, you know, like we follow with body cam footage as they make their way through this home and then they find her mummified in a bed, like in the middle of the house. She is like in a sleeping bag. Straight up a mummy, um, horrifying footage, and then the mo- and then it cuts to us, you know, like hearing from each of the cult members, and you know, it like it's it's like any other cult show. There's always you know erratic, eccentric people in there, and and they all bounce off of each other and stuff. But like I can see your face, John. I also was falling asleep during uh, during this. It just felt I- so. <laughs> It just felt so formulaic, even though it is real, but it it tries to catch you with that first mummy hook. And then there's no reason why it should be three hour long episodes. They could have done it in one, you know? (laughs) Yeah. It just seems like they're dragging it on. Yeah. And like maybe two hours tops. Yeah. Um, Cause like, it's just a slot to get through. Let's be honest. Getting really hammered with, with your friends and then someone dies that's just like a tuesday night for some people so to call that a cult also might just be a bit of a stretch i think it sounds like they were running out of stuff you know what cult i would want to see is jared leto's cult can't wait to see that documentary that's gonna be nuts yeah i want to see that documentary as well so really bad because it's really bad not not really really bad because horrifying footage really bad because it's just slow and boring. it's it's it is interesting but it's just so slow yeah, mm-hmm. I feel like you also so, described it. Very I think if well you just read the Wikipedia episode, yeah. you're good. Yeah, if you're you just good. read the Wikipedia article, you're good. Yeah, because I'm gonna I'm gonna guess without I haven't watched it and I knew very little. I'm guessing the leader died while they were hanging out for some reason, and then they all just kind well, of like freaked out and then didn't know what to do. No, and so just kept their what's interesting, back. John. What's really interesting, John, is that they never quite believed she was dead. Right, because she was controlled. So they they continued. They continued with the dead body in the middle of the house. And like some of them believe that she was still alive at the very end, you know, like that. But apparently her mummified body was still warm. Oh, right, because they were. I don't know. Or Uh, Or because it was in a sleeping bag? (laughs) Uh, like I, I, that's what I thought. I'm like, yeah, it's clearly in a sleeping bag, but you know, like it becomes interesting when they start selling colloidal silver to people, and I think she starts consuming it. Oh, um, which is, I think, that's, that's why she starts. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think that's why she dies eventually. But it is, it is freaky, but it's not quite. It's it's not, not right interesting enough to keep you. I mean, it's too long. It's just the pacing is way fucked up it could have been an hour and a half 
like we said. Okay. I got a couple PSAs for people that you just reminded me of. Um, if you're around the family right now, have them <laughs> gather around. Two PSAs that we learned that I'm going that reminded me uh, from Love Has One, and it is not one W O N. It is O N E. No, no, no. No, it is W O N. I that's oh, a typo on my part. <laughs> oh hell yeah. <laughs> Well, sounds like death one in the end, but the two PSAs that I'm going to let you know of, and it sounds like the people here maybe experience this, is I learned that hamsters, pet hamsters, they do hibernate when it gets cold. So it's possible that this lady was hibernating. She wasn't (laughs) dead quite yet. She was just going into a deep rest. So if you think your hamster right now, if you're home and you have a pet hamster and you think it's dead, go check on it. You think it's dead because it's cold outside. It's It could be alive still. It could be hibernating it. What you shouldn't do is wake it up, but maybe maybe get a heat lamp for it if you don't want it to hibernate or just give it a couple months and it'll get better. It is other- so sad. The idea that people have just thrown away hibernating hamsters. Yeah, we've all been there. And the it, other by PSA. people, I mean me. Oh, <laughs> did you? Yikes. It's probably a lot. My little brother's hamsters and shit. Yeah. That's why they made the movie Pet Cemetery. The other PSA for you, colloidal silver. If you got some for someone for Christmas or you were given some for Christmas, don't drink it. It's not good for you. Don't eat it. I'm just gonna Yeah. Don't eat it. Don't drink it. I'm just gonna put that out there. Do something else with it. Okay? So put it down. Great PSAs, John. Don't do it. Yeah, you're welcome. That's what great Derek job. Me anyway. anyway, do you have a really good? So do you have a really good? Oh, oh I asked first. I asked first. Did you? I don't know. Unless you okay, I'll go first. I'll go first. Yeah, right. I do a really good. Um, I don't know why the reviews for this aren't really great online, but I have been loving the morning show on Apple TV. It is so good, so much fun. I actually. I probably shouldn't say fun. It's not like a lighthearted show, <laughs> but there are certainly dry humor and like, dr- like there's certainly dry humor in it. There's, there's uh, all the jokes are basically hidden in dialogue, but it is about, have you, what do you, do you have you heard about this show, John? Yeah. Yeah. I know about the morning show. I watched season one when it came out and then I kind of in passing, listened to it, sort of watch it when my wife is watching it, she watches it. Gotcha. Okay, great. Okay, yeah. So I loved season one. I ate that up in like two days. Um, I thought it was great. And in season two, they're doing this really fun thing where like they're using COVID as like for narrative tension. Uh, Everybody is stuck in their like, they're vying for power over the show. um, And they don't even realize that COVID is looming, you know, before them. And the show uses that like, I think the first episode is New Year's Eve on 2020 and and they keep and I think it opens with like a uh, a drone shot of the empty streets of New York during COVID. Um so it's fun, you know? Like it, it's fun in that like it's it, it's just the setup is always really good for that show. Um and it's interesting to see how they're portraying, you know, like the consequences of the Me Too movement in some in like a, such a visible workplace like a morning show on TV. Um, which, you know, like a regular person doesn't have access to. Um, so it's just, it's, I think it's interesting. There's a lot of dramatic tension. All the characters are motivated and they're strongly motivated and characterized. So 
you know, like it's really easy to follow along with what everybody wants. Um, the actors are incredible. All of them, like Steve Carell picking, like choosing to do this role is insane to me, but he's so good in it. And Jennifer Aniston is great. Reese Witherspoon is great. It's so funny watching this after watching Four Christmases last week because <laughs> Reese Witherspoon is like really good in it. And that movie was so bad. <laughs> but, but yeah, it's been it's been a lot of fun. I highly recommend it. There's three seasons and I'm like halfway through season two. Still having nice. a blast. Nice. Yeah, I I think maybe I witnessed witnessed some of season three yesterday or the day before. It's it's interesting, you know. It's it's nothing novel. I won't spoil it for you, but uh, you're right. They, yeah, they they continue to bring issues that are definitely important. Glad we're having them, uh, and do them in a way that I hope doesn't feel cheesy or too in Pokey? your face okay yeah 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 on the nose yeah exactly because i always wonder like yeah you can make a tv show that talks about certain subject matter and and all of that and that's great you definitely should because it's creativity it gets people thinking differently but i always wonder like the people that actually need to see that message if they are they, it, are they watching it actually resonate yeah. with it and are they actually watching? Probably. That's a good question. That's a really good so, question. Yeah. Is it like confirmation bias for all of us that are already on that side? You exactly. know? Um, yeah. Yeah. That's a good question. Um, I don't know the answer to that. I hope so. But I can also see people being like, this is too woke and turn it off. Um, yeah. Or that's not but, me. Or even watching it. And, and, like, and uh, you know, if it's, I, I did only just begin to watch this, but like in hindsight, is it exploitative as well is yeah. a question that you can have about this. Like, cause you know, it's talking about really sensitive subjects and season one is about, you know, um, sexual misconduct in a workplace. And one of the characters, you know, I don't want to spoil anything, but like something happens to one of the characters and it's, and it makes you feel kind of gross. Um, but I, and then, and then, yeah, you struggle with the question is like, is it supposed to make you feel that way? Or is it just the way that the show is deciding to portray it? Um, I don't know. These are, these are personal questions that only you can answer with your relationship to, to the program. So that's true. That's true. I just um, like, I just, I have enjoyed it. The, I think everyone knows season one is the Matt Lauer story pretty much. Uh, and if you don't. Yeah, Google yeah, because they even they even have the button that he had in his office yeah. that like closes the door. Yeah. yeah, that was nuts. I man, must be tough to be him. Am I right? We should have more sympathy for Malo. You shouldn't judge someone. <laughs> moment. You know right? what? The he could the, change. That reminds me of the scene with Martin Short, where like the Matt Lauer character, which is Steve Carell, um is talking to Martin Short and he's at, he's saying that basically he's like why don't why don't we get any sympathy we didn't know what we were doing was wrong and he's talking to Martin Short about it and Martin Short is like not on the same page in fact he is an active predator <laughs> and <laughs> and you see the character go like oh no like you're fucked up you know but then like so is so is Matt Lauer's so is the Matt Lauer yeah. analog like he is yeah. He is also a predator, but he doesn't see himself as one. So it's, uh, it's strange. 
Yeah. Yeah, it's it's a it's a really tight uh it's a tight line to walk. And then um, Hitler walked. But I think into the room. I think the first season like, did I it. I don't get it, man. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, I just think it's I think it's an interest it's interesting to bring this stuff up, you know, and at least sure. ruminate with it a little. Yeah. Because yeah. we lived in a culture where it was okay. Like it, Whoa, and it's you can't really deny that. <laughs> no, of course. Like we were kids, right? But like growing up, like the people were exploiting women on TV all the time. Yeah. Yeah. Talk about uh and if you want to hear more about that, you should listen to our Barbie uh what you watching that we released <laughs> on our Patreon. So if you are uh, a member, you will get that. If you are not and you want to listen, go for it. Ask for it for Christmas. Instead of that that five dollar <sighs> note your grandma's here, huh? slide into your pocket. You know, put that towards put that towards the Barbie. It'll be worth it. Um my really good for this is another Christmas movie, since it is the holidays. And this is going to be a little bit lower on the really good scale. It kept me entertained. I enjoyed it. It was cute. And I, I went in wanting to hate it. I, I went in wanting to be Oh, like, and you were you know, charmed. This is going to suck. I'm going to do it because I need to have some really bad stuff to, to talk about on the pod with Jose. I'm going to go through it. I'm going to watch it. And then uh, I'm going to crush it when I get a microphone in front of me. And let me tell you, Falling for Christmas on Netflix with Lindsay Lohan, I think it came out last year, year before. It's not bad. It's kind of cute. Wow. Have you seen it? No. I'm not It's got Lindsay Lohan in it. I was like not at all even interested in it. Uh, Same here. I was like, you know what? This is going to stink. But it's kind of cute. It's kind of fun. For the premise, if if you're looking to get sold on it, she is a Nepo baby who lives in luxury. Her father owns a bunch of hotel resorts type situation. She's in a small town on some kind of like press tour or whatever with her dad. Her dad's like, I'm going to give you the job of your dreams, which isn't really. You're going to be VP of influence or something at my company. Congrats. She's going to, she's getting engaged to this guy who's an Instagram influencer who's a total tool. They, go on a date to get proposed. He proposes to her ski accident happens. She wakes up, doesn't remember anything that happened to her before then. Great. Uh, she doesn't remember her name. She doesn't remember anything that happened. So does she become and, a good person? And so she wakes up in this smaller town guy's ski resort who his resort is going under. And you know, like a, like a bird with a broken wing, he sort of, mends her back to health and sort of shows her a different way of life. And uh, it's really cute. You know, it's a, it's a good holiday movie with the fam. It's fr- family friendly, lots of fun. And I, I recommend it. Go for it. Do it. I'll watch it. It's I like better. a good I watch- feel. I, I like a feel good, like nothing movie sometimes. And that basically you sounds like that is. Yeah. An hour for, Oh, you know what else got me? And son of a gun, it knew it was charming. There was a blooper reel in the credits. Oh, I love a blooper reel. I <laughs> love a blooper reel. Yep. I love a blooper reel. We got to bring them back. A, we said this last time. Um, but you know what? I understand. 
I, I totally understand where you come from because where you're coming from because um, I watched an Emma Roberts movie recently. I think I talked about it on the podcast called About Fate, and mm. I would say it's I think it's also a Christmas movie. It's just a rom com, and it's you know two people who uh, you know are looking for love and they are with that? partners who aren't there for that. You know, and out of hijinks ensue and they they have to that you know now they're stuck together and then they fall in love and it's and it's it's cute it's fine i i have nothing against these movies i feel like if you had talked to me like maybe 10 years ago though i would have been like fuck that what are you gay uh but nowadays yeah they're great it was cool back then. they're great yeah Oh man, you know what's great this time of year, Christmas movies. What? But what's even better is our news segment where we kind of talk a little bit about pop culture, a little bit what's going on in movies, and we have some things that might surprise you this week. Let's jump into real news. Ooh, we got a song. We got we got a thing for it now. Fiery beat from Neon Nightclub, huh? Banging. Mm. I found that, that one nice. in the archives. I threw it up with our real news for the podcast that that launched our last podcast for Christmases that launched. Mm. And I was like, I might have a new favorite. Is, I was gonna say this one's my favorite. This one goes hard. Un, it's it's kind of funny. Like, I hope people listen to our podcast and they're like the segment, the music for the segments that these guys have is like unnecessarily way too good, amazing. Just it goes way too hard out of our league. And we, and we have Neon Nightclub to thank for that. Because, like a professional yeah. musician, we have to thank for that. Which is nice. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> he knows what he's doing. It's crazy. Yeah, we're gonna hey, have him back on for sure. For the Ghostbuster pod, because um, Frozen Empire to. is coming out. We got to. We have and to. You, We were kind of talking about it earlier. Uh, speaking of real news, this is breaking news right here. We were talking about how um, we're going to do sort of our, our wrapped podcast, our 2023 wrapped podcast to start 2024. Maybe we should just invite all of our friends from past pods, have them on, talk a little bit. How about we, we can bring them on? Ask yeah. them to, you know, come with like three of their favorite movies of the year. Exactly. Boom. There it is. Let wow. Us hey. This is how it works, guys. I know you guys think that we're like behind the scenes having all these planning meetings. Clearly, like we're, we're, we're reading a script here, but it's not true. Yeah. It's not. Believe it or not, we're None improvising. The entire thing is <laughs> completely improvised. It's pretty nuts. We actually have a live it's, band that plays the music behind us. <laughs> Uh, which is even crazier. <laughs> it's actually Sira- Nick is right here yeah. playing yeah. all these tunes yeah, every week. <laughs> is here. Is here. And when yeah. you're done listening to this podcast, you should boot up Neon Nightclub on Spotify and uh, just just have some bangers for the rest of the day. Get get the Christmas music off. When you're bored with the Christmas music, put on Neon Nightclub. I guarantee you'll have a good time. Anyway, Real news. Some things that I want I saw that is nuts on the news systems this week. We talked about <laughs> it in systems. our <laughs> in our Patreon ex- 
exclusive what you're watching the show reacher adam richson who plays jack reacher in that show came out recently and said he would like to play batman and that got a lot of pickup because kevin james who is uh, a notable comic book nerd you might know him as the creator of movies such as dogma which is one of my favorite that he does clerks maybe is what you know him for mall rats Perhaps I think you mean um, Kevin Smith, John. Yeah, Kevin sorry. James Kevin is Smith. the guy from the meme that has his hands in his pocket from King of the How funny from King would, of Queens. How funny would <laughs> Kevin James be in the movie Clerks, though? That would be sick. Probably wouldn't be. Funny <laughs> I would at watch all. that. It's not really up his speed. He should do the reboot. He should play Kevin Smith. Kevin James should play Kevin Smith in the reboot of Clerks. That would be nice. Yeah. But yeah, I met Kevin James. Sorry. And Alan Rich, uh, Richson should play the other guy. <laughs> you should play Jay. <laughs> <laughs> I feel like that's backwards because... 50 bucks, little man. Put that shit in my hand. And if the money doesn't show, then you owe me, owe me, oh. My jungle love. Oh, e oh, e oh. I feel bad for <laughs> Kevin James because he is a huge fan of the pod. So... Um... You know, struck in the moment. I was you mean Kevin Smith or? <laughs> exactly. You did it again. <laughs> My bad, Kevin. Yeah. I'm just going to call you K-Dog from now on. So I don't <laughs> Yeah, there you go. <laughs> um, Adam Richland, Batman, huh? That'd be crazy. And at the same time. I love that idea. I feel like within a day, this fucking guy, Zack Snyder, confirms that Nicholas Holt, playing Lex Luthor. There's a Blade video game coming out. I don't or, think, it, though, John, that Nick, that Zack Snyder is making those decisions anymore. I think it's... Isn't it James Gunn? You're right. It was James Gunn. I thought about Zack Snyder because he wants to make a Fortnite movie, which that guy. So which he was crazy. just top of mind for me. Anyway, so James Gunn. You're right. James Gunn says... I'm just off with names right now. <laughs> James Gunn. <laughs> this is our news Adam section. Richland. We bring you the news as we know them with exactly. very little <laughs> no research corroboration. <laughs> Adam Ritson, uh, Batman, Kevin James. We're there. Oh, Blade, video game, Marvel. Is there anything to be excited about? <laughs> Uh, well I mean James Gunn recently said too that he, he told us who our Superman was and it's this guy named David Cornsweet, which just sounds like the most British name in the world um, so you know I'm, I am <laughs> are you never gotten the corn sweats? you're not trying hard enough um, <laughs> I'll say I am excited to see James Gunn's take on the superhero genre i think it would be awesome if he actually makes alan richson batman but i think that would make david corn sweat look tiny i'm not sure what mm. how big they are but yeah alan richson just looks like a massive guy yeah that dude's huge yeah he'd have to slow down to be batman which is nice. yeah he should have been yeah. superman Jesus. I don't think he should slim down i think like a big ass batman like that would be awesome it would be sick he, That's kind of how he like, shaped in the animated series, anyways. He's shaped yeah. like freaking huge. 
you got to be that big. You got to be roided out and that big because you have no superpowers. You're just beating people up. Yeah. Yeah. I, exactly. I'm you have to be huge. I'm excited to see because I feel like this is make or break for superhero movies at this point. Either the the James Gunn movies with DC, I think sneaky have a lot riding on them. They're either gonna save what superhero movies have become, or they're just gonna completely like render everything superhero useless for the future. Well, do you think, John, that we'll ever get back to where we were? the superhero genre or is it over like uh daredevil ben affleck or like no like marvel's yeah like avengers endgame i mean it's hard to tell i think it's and we talked about it a couple weeks ago i think or a couple episodes ago where uh, marvel is taking an active approach to do like quality over quantity which is a good hilarious good first step for sure um, but it seems like we're going more towards Ben Affleck's Daredevil than anything. It feels yeah. like instead of yeah. focusing on the cool storyline and not it actually being about superheroes, but actually like the plight and the fight that a superhero has to go through internally, how they have to make sacrifice with family, with other things. Like, I think I'm trying to even remember some of the superheroes, like what they're solving is not a worldwide crisis either. Sometimes it's just an internal battle or understanding. I think that's the way it should be of becoming that superhero. I think a lot of what's ended up happening are like, and people talk this to death, but it's becoming obsessed with like the fight that needs to happen. Like this actual CGI fight that needs to happen. You got to make things where you can sell you got to be able to um, understand it in multiple languages. Like, there's a lot of barriers to why it's. I'm sure it's sort of faded over time, but hopefully they get it right. You know. Yeah, yeah. I'm scared that we're going back to that as well. Um, I mean, I, I, with the boys out there too. Like, I just don't even think that we need this much superhero content anymore, especially like huge blockbuster superhero content when something like Barbie can come out and, and, you know, it's, it's new, it's fresh, it's exciting. And uh, we've seen uh, the superhero thing has become a formula and, and we're sick of it. Yeah. Yeah. Not a particularly good one. And speaking of superheroes, speaking of which, yeah, yeah. you go ahead. You say it. Fired uh, Jonathan majors. That's pretty big. That's majors news. Huh? Yeah, there you go. This is the kind of content we bring here, and everyone's a real critic. <laughs> that's that's you know, pretty nuts. Again, this, this kind of goes into what we were talking about. Like, what does the future of, of Marvel look like at this point without Jonathan Majors? They've spent, you know, the entirety of Loki, Quantumania, setting up this villain. Avengers, and now it's called Avengers 5. Because uh, they yeah. just changed the name, they dropped. It's not called Kang Dynasty. Dynasty anymore. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So they're probably going to go back to the drawing board. You know, hopefully this means that we'll get a Marvel movie in six years. That I, I would, I would love it if they took their time, which is why I say six years, because we don't need three every year. Nobody saw the Marvels, anyways. Um, so uh, it was a great you know, movie. We'll, we'll, oh, Good movie. Did you watch it? 
There should be more like that, I think. More movies like The Marvel's Out that are inspiring like that. Did you watch it? No, no. But but I I I heard great things, you know. I'll watch I like it with the messaging. Disney I like Plus, the yeah. Yeah. Um I didn't hear anything about it at all. I don't know anybody who's seen that movie. Me neither. Um, and that says something. That says something that like hopefully they change things a little bit. Do you think Kang was in the Marvels? I don't know. I don't know anything about it other than I really like Kamala Khan's character and uh, it still wasn't enough to get me to the theater, unfortunately. Yeah, But I will watch it because I really like her. I think she's a great actress and I think her character is really good. Um, but and I like I way. like uh, Lashana Lynch too, the Maria Rambo character, and and yeah. I I'll even I'll cool. admit that Mar- Miss Marvel I thought Captain Marvel was fine, you know. So it was fine. It was fine. What was interesting? But it, but it was about... like it's it's hard. Go ahead. I was just gonna say like, and we've said, we've talked this to death as well. Like it's hard to make anybody go to the theaters anymore. So it is superhero fatigue it... is real. Nobody wanted to go see that. No, and when I was watching Loki season two, I tried to pick it back up last night because um, I was like, look, I got to finish it. Things are happening in the superhero world. I got to catch up, essentially. And I think I was on episode three, and that is the one where Jonathan Major's character is reintroduced to the front, like his first kind of moment back on screen. It was so boring. I didn't finish the episode. It was so boring. Yeah. They tried to make it like a kitschy, cute carnival in the 20s or in the 40s kind of thing. And he was this mad scientist kind of guy. But it just wasn't... I just couldn't get into it. There was something about it. Couldn't get into it. And when, and before I saw the news of his verdict and then and thus the company parting ways, I was like... Man, I really hope that he plays a captivating... I'm sure he would have played a captivating character, but when I was watching that, I was like, there's nothing about this character that I'm seeing on screen, one that seems different, that gives this guy any room to make it his own, and that, like, story-wise... Like, I'm not compelled to be afraid of him as a villain. I'm not compelled... Like, I really have no... He just kind of seems like... Wrong place, wrong time, or right place, right time, depending on how you look at it in Loki, villain. Like, I'm yeah. like, oh, cool. Anyone could have done that. So, mm-hmm. that's my spiel about yeah. it. Yeah, I guess we'll see what happens. I mean, um, yeah. I don't really care TBD. for I don't really care for the future of Marvel anyways, yeah. No, like, I'll watch you know, it if it looks good, but I'm pretty much done. Avengers Endgame was it for me. I'm Actually, Wakanda well, Forever was good too, but No Way yeah. Home. No Way Home. I enjoyed that, but like when you watch it uh, upon second or third viewing, like it it loses its charm pretty quickly. Except for those scenes where it's literally like Toby and Andrew, and like the, when the, those scenes with the three of them are fun. The rest of the movie is fine. Um, so yeah, I don't I, I don't know. We'll see. I'm actually like kind of going back and watching old superhero movies because they're kind of campy and ridiculous now like that once the last time you saw batman forever it's fucking insane that you was know, or batman uh, returns when I, was, <laughs> when I was a kid uh we had batman forever on vhs and i used to watch that movie like every day and i tried to watch Same. it 
I tried to watch it like a year ago, I want to say. I tried to like get my wife into it. I was like, like I used to watch this movie every day. It's so good. You're going to like it. I mean, like the first song, when you're booting up the movie and you get that kiss from a rose by Seal, you're like, man, this yeah. is this is going to be a great movie. And then I think I got about 20 minutes in and I started to I feel that's... embarrassed because the movie was so bad. I felt embarrassed and I had to like yeah. be like, you know what? We don't have to watch this right now. And I turned it off and then I finished watching it by myself later in shame and spiteful. But uh, yeah, that movie is bad. Doesn't it's it's insane. That movie's insane. I kind of love it though. I, I I love it because it's insane. You know, Jim Carrey's doing something crazy in that movie, and Nicole Kidman is insane in that movie. Like the one with George Clooney is the one that I remember. That's really not that. Like it's even more insane. It's actually like a it feels like a parody of it at that point. But I don't know. I I agree. Like those movies are very. Yeah, Batman and Robin, terrible. That one's terrible. The only good thing about that movie is Schwarzenegger. Um, Mr. Freeze. But, yeah. <laughs> I love when he's like, he's like, the only thing about life that is constant is that everything freezes. And you're like, eh, I don't know if that's true. <laughs> but, I mean... I have I have a nostalgic love for those movies. They're absolutely ridiculous, you know. And if we could go back to just embracing campiness like that in a superhero movie, I'd be happy with that. Like, let's speaking just of, we've we've had it for so long. So, speaking of embracing campiness a little bit and nostalgia, the movie we're talking about this week is not short on any of that. Let's jump into a boy called Christmas. A Boy Called Christmas. Got an 84% by critics, 60% by audience. You can watch it on Netflix, wherever you get your Netflix. Um, it's kind of a cute movie. It's it's very Christmassy. Um, if you couldn't tell by the title of the movie, it is 100% about Christmas. There is no doubting that this movie is about <laughs> Christmas. Um, and I was surprised. I don't remember ever seeing any kind of hype. I don't think it made it to theaters. I don't, I think it was like a straight to streaming situation. Um, did you, is this your first time seeing the movie? Have you seen it before? I've never, when I'm Googling Christmas movies, this never comes up. I've never heard of this movie before. I, I know nothing. I knew nothing about this movie going into it. Now, though, I know that the director, uh, Gil Keenan, is also, you know, he, I think he wrote this movie as well, and he's the guy behind Ghostbusters Afterlife and the upcoming Ghostbusters Frozen Empire movie, which I'm, makes me excited for it. You know, like, I actually kind of enjoyed Ghostbusters Afterlife, and I'll, I'll say it now, I enjoyed this movie. Yeah. The Ghostbusters Afterlife is a great movie because similar to this one, it's heavy on the nostalgia. 
it knows how to be charming and knows how to be fun and knows how to move at a good pace. And I think this movie kind of does the same thing. But what, what's always interesting to me, especially after we did four Christmases last time, we've done the holiday, we've done uh, Turbo Man. Jingle all the way. Jingle all the way. Yeah. We've now done A Boy Called Christmas. We've done a few Christmas movies to you. What makes some? What are you, what's your top five? Must be a Christmas movie. Like must be in a Christmas movie. What's your top five? Okay, I thought about this a little bit, John. Um, yeah, 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 it's you pretty have, simple you, here. Okay, you need simple? Christmas decor somewhere. Well, wait, wait, wait. Film. Are you gonna start from? Uh, start from five, or you yeah, gotta start five like down. Le- Number five. I mean, I, I feel like the I feel like it's not like a like a thing of importance. I think you just need all five of these things for, no, for no, me no, no. at least. Give us, give us the important. What's number five? Okay, so it's it goes Christmas decor somewhere. You know, okay. it's in the background. Cool. Somebody's wearing a Christmas hat. Cool. All right. Christmas mentions. If someone in the cast mentions that it is Christmas at some point or Christmas. Christmas is coming, something about Christmas. That doesn't necessarily mean it's a Christmas movie because you can have, you know, someone mention Christmas and it not be a Christmas movie. Okay. Okay. Number three, a character is doing something specifically because it is Christmas or Christmas is upcoming. Okay. You know, John McClane is coming down is coming down to visit his family because it's Christmas. Number two, kind of mentioned it in the last one, family. Something about family has to be involved. Your family can be estranged, you have no family, or yeah. you're, you're you know, hesitant to see your family. It, just family in general has to be involved. Fast and Furious? And number one... It needs all the other ones, too. So no. Well, no, because it doesn't have all the other ones. Yeah, yeah. There okay. might okay. be a Fast and Furious that movie that qualifies, but I don't know. I'd have to think about it. Uh, and number one, there should be some sort of conflict resolution with festive music or Christmas themed things going on. Oh, okay. So like they're ice skating somewhere and then there's a they they kiss or something. Sure. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Or or and yeah, and it says Merry Christmas or something. Or like in Die Hard, uh everybody's hugging at the end, you know, and uh Christmas music is playing. Sure. Okay. I like yeah. that. I like yeah. that. So there has to be some kind of Christmas music for you and okay. if you see by by my parameters die hard is yeah. indeed a christmas movie oh uh, there it is okay all of well, these things are in die hard that is true and if you go on disney plus app and click on christmas movies die hard and die hard 2 are top of the list there so that wait really be- die yeah. hard is on disney plus Oh well, across what? across the pond. All right, across oh, okay. the pond. There's no Hulu, so Disney Plus just has. All oh, interesting. So, they have so to do that go, here. They're probably going to do that here, I right? Think, like I think they're gonna. Yeah, I'm pretty sure they're close. So when you do go to open Disney Plus here and you click Christmas movies, Die Hard is the thing that they have top of the list. Okay. Interesting. All right. Well, okay. let me give you mine. Here's, here's my top five things a movie must have to be a Christmas movie. Number five, 
Snow. Gotta have snow. Somewhere involved. Real snow, fake snow. Fake snow? snow? Okay, cool. Fake snow counts. Someone named snow counts. Number four. Okay. You need to have... Just snow then. (laughs) Yeah, just snow. 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 Number four. Okay. Santa, a snowman, reindeer, and or a Scrooge. Now this oh, okay. Can be, so are these all Andors? Yeah, could be. Or all do you of need them, all or just one of four them. of those things? Okay, could be all of them or just one. Real Christmas movies, they know what they're doing. They got all of them. Now this can be like character wise. This could be Santa, like the hero that is sort of like a mythical creature or person or whatever. This could be. Uh, the snowman, who is like the jester background. This could be like um, the reindeer, who's the underdog, quiet, comes out as the big hero, or the Scrooge, who is like the cynic or angry because it's the holidays, whatever. But it could also just be literally Santa, snowman, reindeer, Scrooge. Okay? That's number four. Number three, magic. Gotta have magic. Belief, hope, magic, all the same thing. Gotta have it. Number two, a wise older character that bestows wisdom on an overeager younger character. Important in any kind of Christmas movie. We saw it in Four Christmases where the dad sort of bestows the wisdom on Reese Witherspoon's character. That is important. So like Sergeant, so like Sergeant Al Powell, like talking to John McClane. Exactly. Exactly. Okay. And if you're following along so far, I believe there is snow shown in the movie because they do. I think there's like Christmas decorations. Yeah. 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 Christmas um, decorations. There could be ash from the building burning. Um, there is a Santa Claus in Die Hard. Uh, there is magic. If you believe in the magic of miracles that John McClane is able to take down a whole Russian <laughs> terrorist organization. <laughs> yeah. It does require magic Uh, to do that, for sure. It does. It does. And then number one for me, in any Christmas movie, this is the must-have. This is the most important thing you can have in any Christmas movie. Death (laughs) or bodily harm. (laughs) That's that, yeah. It's it's a must. All of this also, I I think most Christmas movies fall under our parameters. I think so. I think so. And you might be wondering, death or bodily harm? What are you talking about? Think of a Christmas movie where someone's mom or dad or brother or sister didn't pass away, and that's why they're spending Christmas alone. Think of Die Hard, where he has to kill a Russian. Yeah. And It's a Wonderful Life. He is about to commit suicide. Yeah. 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 yeah, yeah. Yeah. See? Hey. So keep that in mind. Look at us. We We did it. These are pretty good. These are pretty good. I think these are pretty good uh, uh, parameters for a Christmas movie. I would say so. If you have your own parameters, Harry Potter them. is a Christmas movie. Like those, the so. first couple pretty Harry good. Potters. Yeah, yeah. The Chris if Columbus one. Have, yeah. If you guys have Harry Potter movies that you're thinking of, your own parameters, either that or Christmas movies that fit in our parameters, drop them uh, in our Discord. Let us know um, at ERC Pod on socials. Uh, your own parameters and whatnot. So, the movie today, let's see if it fits it. I have a good feeling it does, but uh, <laughs> we'll, we'll we'll talk about it kind of at the end to see if it if it does or not. So, the movie today, let's 
let's kind of just jump right into it. What did you like about A Boy Called Christmas? What stood out to you? I liked that it wasn't uh, the same Kris Kringle story we've seen, you know, like a dozen times. Yeah. Uh, it felt a little bit more original to me. Um, I really like, honestly, what really stood out to me during this movie was um, the visual, like the, the, the cinematography stood out to me. Yeah. There were yeah. scenes where yeah. Maggie Smith is telling the story and then you see like a little piece of snow hitting her shoulder and then another one and then it pans up and it's because it's snowing in the, in the scene that's coming up with Nicholas and, and his Blitzen and the mouse. Um, yeah. Mika. And I loved that. Yeah, Mika yeah, yeah. And, and the 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 shadow that we start out with as well, like when they're telling the story about, I don't remember, I think it's the mom or something. Yeah. You know, like, oh, it's, it's very well done. Um, yeah. Like, yeah, it looks great. It just looks great. Um, I liked... Mika a lot, especially as just like a, although he's not really a character, he's just kind of like Stephen Merchant, just dropping yeah. quips here and there. The liners, um, yeah. Still, it worked for me. Uh, Nicholas was great. Um, you know, I really enjoyed how he meets Blitzen. I thought it was just kind yeah, of charmed cool. the yeah. whole way through. And, and that it like, it reminded me of a princess bride, you know, where it's like, oh, uh, like these kids are listening to a story, but like the story is giving them um, hope. Nice. That was cute. Who, and, and who doesn't like the princess bride, right? Like that is a great, if you're going to copy a movie. I love the princess copy, bride. Right. Like a little bit of yeah. story, I mean, all the, charm, some laughs, mm -hmm. like, nothing crazy. Like the story itself, like a princess bride, nothing new. But it's I love that the little kids you. like it's talk they're talking to the little kids and like the trauma that the little kids are going through like they look they just lost their mom you know and and it, and when they interrupt the story it's because they're like oh I need you know like their their trauma is coming up it's it's reminding them about what they're going through like I thought it was really I thought it was actually really well done the pacing was great even though I yeah. think this was a 2 hour long movie it flew right by yeah an hour 45 it was good pacing yeah when i when i first turned this on and saw maggie smith i was like oh hell yeah it's not gonna be a bad movie yeah i'm all in. uh-huh i'm all in same and then it did the princess bride thing the one thing that cracked me up that i really ended up loving about this movie there's so many throwaway lines that are just brutal like scary oh yeah for a kid's movie like when when uh when they first start and one of the little kids is talking and he goes, I still love mommy with all the broken pieces. I was like, what, what? And it's just really yeah. quick in conversation. I was like, wait, what is your mom like chopped up in a fridge or something? Like what, mm -hmm. what kind of line are you putting? Like if I came up to you and you were like, Hey, Hey John, how, how's your mom? And I was like, uh, I still <laughs> love my mommy with all the broken pieces. Are you going to like, you immediately call it. That's rough. Right? That's rough, dude. Where's yeah. your mom, dude? Where's your mom? Then are you okay, dude? Bear, <laughs> then a bear ate Nicholas's mom, apparently, and they like laugh about it. They're like, ha, 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 "Yeah, man, yeah." Bear ate your mom. Like, relax. And then later in the movie, there's like the whole pixie who is a huge twist. The truth the pixie. pixie, yeah, blowing people's pixie. heads up. 
blowing people's heads up, disappointed that she can't blow more yeah. people up. That was like, it's like, whoa, what are we? Are we? A I will say this: that little girl is doing a an incredible job. She was such a great little actress. Just like oh. la- she just seems so like mischievous and crazy. It was so yeah. well done. Yeah. Uh, did yeah. you uh, did you love the um, speaking of not for kids or just funny jokes in general? But when the villagers all go to meet the king for their, their I knew you were gonna say that. That was where like this is actually my biggest problem with this movie is that it's yeah. like a the king uh, uh, gives them this mission and he's like, hey, what do you guys think we need? And one of them's like, universal health care. <laughs> uh houses you know like they're like oh like like i hate that universal healthcare is a fucking joke yeah (laughs) you're like oh enough food to feed everybody you know like maybe not a yeah education i think somebody says like a a a system of government that that'll like actually take care of the people and everybody's like no shut the fuck up what you guys need is hope (laughs) yeah yeah i also I also love that this movie was like five movies in one, but not in a bad way. Sometimes when we say that about a movie, it's it's kind of like, oh, well, you couldn't find like your identity as a movie. You couldn't figure out which, you know, what you wanted to be and it kind of dragged on or whatever. But like this movie starts with the Princess Bride, like a childhood goodnight story, kind of like a Christmas special. Then it goes kind of into a Home Alone type situation story where... Nicholas's dad is one of the people, as as you just talked about, that goes on this mission for the king. So he's at home, and his aunt comes over, and she's a nasty person, ter- played by Kristen Wiig, terrible person, Aunt Corletta. Mm-hmm. And so Kristen Wiig with you, a pretty good English accent there, pretty good, not bad. Ugly teeth, yeah. Uh, but yeah, yeah, she. You kind of think like at that point, I was like, "Oh, the movie's just going to be about this kid like trying to make the most out of Christmas or whatever and whatever." And then it goes into like a taking down the regime movie when Nicholas makes his way to Eltham uh, to to find his dad, and he finds the elves, and then they're kind of taken over by an, a Scrooge character who mm-hmm. doesn't love humans anymore and doesn't believe in the magic that the elves can can really make people happy um so it goes into like taking that down then it goes into a rescue mission movie uh where nicholas saves his dad and and another kid and and then it goes into you know the christmas movie we all love the rise of a slave shop um in the north (laughs) pole type movie and how they then take uh, a monopoly over uh, small toys yeah. that are given to children. How how yeah. how Santa Claus uh, tricked an entire race of beings to, <laughs> into being his uh, his as free a child. Sl- his his free laborers as a child. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. Uh, but actually, the movie ends very much. Uh, I would say like the original Santa Claus movie, where you know you're convincing people that hope and doing things yeah. that are selfless. That's and, what's crazy, and, and all that. I think that's the craziest thing about this movie is that it is like so cliche in everything that it shows that is Christmas, yeah. but it kind of shows it in a in a different way that works. It's like it's like anachronistic, but it works. It's it crazy. 
every step of the way. It hundred. It's all burnt. Yuletide Christmas bullshit, you know. But yeah. it uses those same elements, and it puts them in in a different in different piece. You know, it puts all the round pegs and square holes, and it works somehow. Um, it does. Yeah, I thought it was. It, yeah, it was a lot of fun. <laughs> it was a lot it's of fun. fun along the way because like yeah. every. To your point, every time you're like, oh, we're turning into the cliche. We're turning into the the grumpy adult who's coming. We're yeah. turning into um, taking down a dictatorship. We're turning into a rescue. Every time you're like, oh, man, are we going to keep going here? It hits you with the other one. And you're like, oh, OK. Cool. Yeah. And it does even it something as simple, way. even something as simple as like Santa Claus is now forced to go down the chimney to deliver the gifts. Yeah. They invert it a little bit because he gets down there and then the king is already in the room. And he's like, how did you do that? Yeah. <laughs> the king's like, oh, I used the window. The window. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And it just, you know, like it subverts a lot of the cliches, uh, which is fun, I think. I thought it was a lot of fun. I liked it a lot. I really liked the use of Mika the mouse uh, because we meet Mika early in the movie and he doesn't talk and he's about to be killed by Nicholas's father. Nicholas convinces like, Hey, you know what? I'm going to save this animal. Uh, and I'm going to teach him how to talk. We shouldn't kill him. And I think we're, we're led to believe Nicholas has some kind of magical powers or whatever his hope, um, and is able to connect with animals in a way that other people can't. And he actually ends up teaching Mika how to talk. Uh, it becomes yes. the merchant voice, uh, eventually, but when when that happened, when Mika started talking, I was I kind of let out an exhale because I was really happy that it wasn't going. Because at this point, Nicholas is already on his own by himself. He's on this adventure from his house up to the North Pole to Elfham to find his dad. So he's by himself. And they needed to bring in a character to balance it out because the kid is not as good of an actor to sort of pull it Leo DiCaprio style revenant, like where you're by yourself yeah. and you're kind of going through it. So I'm glad I'm really happy the way they did it um, made it charming and magical. And the same with the reindeer, even though the reindeer didn't talk, loved the reindeer. They had to bring it in, had to be called. Mm -hmm. in. I think we know why Santa Claus never had kids of his own and only had elves. Cause he was riding bareback on that reindeer for quite a while. There's no way that kid <laughs> grew up with yeah. the ability to to have kids after smushing those. You just reminded me, like this movie. You were talking about this earlier, but I just want to add to that point of the brutality of this movie. The way you see the father die is insane. Fall? Yeah. <laughs> I was like, no way! I was so surprised. Yeah. That's how he went. <laughs> Plummet to his own death. Uh-huh. Yeah. Yeah. That was tough. Yeah. That was tough for him to tough. lose both parents that way. So once once Blitzen knew how to fly, daddy's gotta die. That's that's what they say. Um, I think that's in the in the texts, the Christmas Santa texts, to be honest. Um, and then like after that, once daddy dies, Blitzen flies, he sort of returns to Elfham and gets the elves to make presents for people and then we find out that the dictator elf that's at the helm um knew nicholas's mother they were friends some might say lovers perhaps and uh she respects nicholas lets him do his thing and elfum becomes the north pole that we know today and that's kind of the that's kind of the movie to be honest pretty much yeah
and I'm not mad about it. And oh, the most important, the thing I love most is that at the end, the pixie that loves blowing people up like is Maggie Smith. We get that payoff at the end that she is the pixie that's telling the love story. that the, payoff. And the way yeah. they did it was so I was like, ah, I was like, oh, oh. I, I felt like a little kid. Perfect. Like, ooh, ooh, ooh. Perfect for Pixie kids. Here. Exactly. Here. It was here. a. It was I a. It was for the kids. Yeah. Agreed. And then yeah. When she threw you up, just see fire a little wear. bit of her ear. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. It was fun. It's. Mm-hmm. You got me. Yeah, it was fun. I loved it. Um, it was fun. Her... There's really not. I feel like there's not much to say about this one, John. Other than it's just kind of like a buy the book, you know. Movie, Whoa. it's a what? <laughs> it just by the book. I just made a noise. Um, it just it's just pretty. It's just you know, it's a straightforward movie. It's an adventure movie that goes in a straight line. Like yeah, we have like those yeah. little movies within the movies, but they're just kind of like tropes that the movie uses to keep us engaged and keep us going. And and they're fun. They worked. And it knew what it was. It wasn't trying to do too much. It wasn't like a. Um, uh, movies that we complain about where it's like oh my gosh you're just forcing so much on me that you've lost the purpose in the story itself i think of uh m night Shyamalan movies are like that um tenant was like that um a lot of movies nowadays just they're trying to do too much and they lose the charm they lose the fun and that's what this movie does but you know what that's just what we think that's just what we think Let's figure out why the uh, critics and audience disagreed so much on this one. All right, John, let's get into the reviews here. Yeah, I feel let's like we didn't really the... talk about this one too much, but there wasn't really too much to talk about here. It, surprisingly, like... There was a lot, like, we, we covered the big things, you know? We covered everything yeah. that we thought about this movie. We we loved the characters. We loved the pacing. Um, we loved how charming it was. The The critics gave this movie an 84%. The audience gave this movie a 60%. So let's figure out here why there was such a gap. Because normally I feel like, well, maybe not it's probably 50 50, I guess when we decide that we're with the critics or with the audience, but, um, mm-hmm. this first one here from the Australian, uh, Steve Rome at the Australian says, this is a big hearted movie about kindness, which as Nicholas reminds his dad costs nothing, but is worth so much. Three and a half out of five. Love that. Uh, I thought so they were cute. gonna say it. I thought they were gonna say cost nothing, but it's worth your life. <laughs> because <laughs> for the dad it is, yeah. Yeah, the dad dad doesn't make it out uh, uh as uh as well as everyone else. I will say that, you know, like as a critique of the movie, the like some of the characters are are very simple, you know, and just exist to get Nicholas from point A to point B. The dad kinda, being one of all them. they have to do, yeah. But that's kind of all they had to yeah. do, right? Like it wasn't that crazy. This next one here, um, from Kevin Carr, fat guys at the movies. It's sweet and warm. It feels like Christmas and hot cocoa. Three out of four. Completely agree. Yeah. 
Here's your. So here's his one. name is his name is Nicholas, but his name is also Christmas. Oh, well, his mom calls him Christmas. So a boy called it, Christmas and Nicholas. A boy, a right, boy right. called Christmas, but not in a long time. Um, Only by his mom. <laughs> yeah. A boy sometimes called Christmas. <laughs> his dad calls him Christmas sometimes. Yeah, a boy is sort of Christmas is a it. beautiful name for a boy. <laughs> yeah, a boy sometimes known as Christmas, but is really known as Nicholas. This next one here from now. A boy, Nemo. a boy called Nicholas who calls himself Christmas mostly. It should be a boy called Nicholas, aka Christmas. Yeah, that that would do it. Uh, a boy called Ebert. Nicholas parentheses Christmas. Exactly slash Christmas slash Christmas. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> RogerEbert.com. A resplendent Santa Claus or a resplendent Santa Claus origin story with a star-filled cast, sumptuous visuals. And some melancholy details to keep it from being too sugary. Three and a half out of four. Look at that. Yeah. Yeah. It's, in fact, it's kind of harsh sometimes. It, really? As we mentioned, a lot yeah. of death. A lot of not. A not lot of death, death, John. A lot of death. John, let me, can I ask you something? You know, yeah. I'm at the point where I just kind of want to riff a little bit about this. Did yeah. you think that. It would cut to at the end of the movie, and we'd see him as a big fat Santa Claus. No, <laughs> I, I wanted it to happen so bad. <laughs> what are some other things you wanted to happen? <laughs> Mostly that. I just kept thinking, like, oh. I can't wait till this kid gets big and fat. <laughs> like, how did that happen? That's yeah. a Nicholas too. That's it. Or yeah. that's called a man called Christmas. That'll be the. Oh, the I would love that. And it'll just be I about would love how, a man called Christmas. How he, he how he seduced so Mrs. Claus. Well, that, but also how he just like is so dedicated to work that he has no time to working on himself. So he puts on so much weight. He all he like, eats is chocolates. All he eats is sweets and candies because they're right there. Yeah, and he's yeah. stressed all the time. Yeah, I think that's that's a man called Christmas. I would watch that. He turns to milk because it's the only thing that calms him down, and then he becomes addicted. He's yeah. like a milkaholic. Yeah, it's bad. Milkaholic. <laughs> <laughs> he's like uh, he he's like fighting off bears. In the woods, you know, because yeah. we it has to be even more violent than this one if he's an adult in the next. Yeah, there were a couple things that I I was waiting for in this movie as payoffs. Um, one of them was uh, I was really hoping that the movie would turn into kind of uh, a redemption story where uh, for who. Nicholas trains his whole life to kill bears. And then on <laughs> Christmas, he's able to finally murder a bear and redeem his mom's death. Yeah. Um, I thought that and he's about to kill the bear and the bear is like, no, wait, it speaks. And it sounds like, I don't know, Ricky Gervais or something. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Don't do it. Yeah. It's like, have you forgotten what your mother taught you? Yeah. You know, and it's like, you killed my mother. <laughs> <laughs> no, I didn't. I tried to save her. Yeah. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Your dad did it. And then he murders his dad in cold blood. Um 
I was hoping that the ant would get eaten by a bear. I thought that would be funny. If she you was mean the mouse? The ha- no, the ant. Like Carlotta. Oh, Carlotta, oh, oh. She was oh. so mean. I was hoping that a, yeah. a bear would break in and just murder her, kill her, and that would be funny. Um, Did you see it coming was, that she would get chick- that she would get chocolate in the end? No, I really thought she, he was just gonna like sick her with a bear. Or I thought she was never any. gonna show up again. Yeah, I thought yeah. she was gonna get coal, to be honest. And then, dude, yeah, like an aunt she should have coal. gotten coal. Yeah, yeah, he should have. But then it would be like. You know what? Yeah, why is Santa Claus such a fucking asshole? Like real Santa Claus, why yeah. is he giving kids coal? Like we You'll didn't see, out. we saw bad people in this. Like he should have rain, he should have let it rain coal on those men. That'll be in a man like called burnt Claus. down the forest. A man called yeah. Christmas. That'll be it. Um, a man called oh, I like a man called Claus, but it's with a W. <laughs> it's about the bear. <laughs> <laughs> this last one. All right, let's get to the next one. Sorry. From the Guardian, <laughs> big-hearted, and entertaining, but possibly lacking a little fun or oomph. A lovely, warming film, though. So that was a little three okay. Out of five. So it seems like the critics liked this movie. They liked what it was about. It was fun. It was warm. It was filled with holiday spirit. I mean, what else could you ask for when you're watching a movie right now? Not much, which is why they gave it an eighty-four. What's interesting is a 60% from the audience, which is not great. It's pretty low. Movies like... That is low. Fast and the Furious get like 100% or, uh, you know, uh, Inception, 100% from the audience. But this movie, fun, cute, 60. Let's see. This one, boring movie, it put me to sleep, half star. That's tough. As we said, uh, I didn't really have that that problem. Here's another one. Uh, Production values and adult cast are very watchable. What I never understand is why you would spend so much on all elements of a British film like this and then cast a child who has zero emotional range. The same story of an agency (laughs) putting forward a well-to-do youngster and the casting team going with him as he brushes up well. Maggie... Toby and Sally are all doing the heavy lifting here. One to stick on in the background whilst whilst you're peeling the spuds on Christmas Day. Maybe. Two stars. I think this guy was calling the kid hot, if I'm not mistaken, which is kind of weird. That's kind of weird. Two stars, though. Uh, Completely disagree. I don't think the kid was bad. Did you find him to be... No, I thought he was actually great. I mean, he was a bit weird looking for sure, but I thought the kid was fine. I mean, he kind of looked a little bit like an elf offspring or something. For sure. For sure. I was kind of I was kind of expecting that to be the case too. That like the mom an was an elf all along or something and and that he's half just, elf or something like that. That would have been cool, but uh, just but friends. No, just would have made sense too, like how how did he have magic? Was the magic like left over from the hope spell or something, or um, that the guy gave him? I think I think that probably helped a little bit, but so did his ability yeah. to connect with animals. I'm not. What sure did you think about? What did you think about Sally Hawkins' performance? Who was she? She was like the bad elf. Oh, okay. Not Stevens' wife, huh? Um. No. I thought it was fine. Uh, like, just 
I didn't. I, it didn't stand out. It didn't yeah. take away. It was, no, it was there. You know? I thought it was Why? weird to see her in like a in, a in a role where she is like a mean person. What is she only ever seen as like a. The... She's like the Paddington mom, and and in a shape of water. She's always like meek and cute and and little. Hmm. Yeah. Okay. So she had a lot more to do here, but I thought it was like fine. Yeah, she had, she had a lot of evil. I mean, her staff certainly helped a little bit. The wooden thing she was carrying, not her like working staff of elves. Um, yeah. <laughs> this next one here. This film was a disappointment for me. There are some superb actors, but the story itself seemed contrived and in some scenes violent. As far as a child viewing goes, there are better holiday stories. Much better. One and a half stars. Yikes. Yeah. One, grow up. I mean, I don't disagree. Like, tonally, it's kind of weird because it feels like a kid's movie, but then it's hyper-violent. <laughs> That's true. That's true. All right, let me give you this last audience review here. Um, I think you're really going to like it. <clears throat> there is no magic. Wake up, please. We live in a reality. Stop dreaming. Warning. Spoilers. Why not just a movie about the historical St. Nicholas? As the title says, they would have been far better off making a movie about the historical St. Nicholas and putting this much of a budget on effects and costumes into it. There's a tremendous source material and quality movies set in the Roman Empire have always been popular. It needs to be asked why they were not half star. Wow. There's a lot to unpack there. Yeah. Why wasn't this an entirely different movie? <laughs> <laughs> why wasn't this the movie that I wanted it to be? <laughs> yeah, that's a good start. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Uh, also, I don't know anything about like historical Saint Nicholas. All I know is the stu- the stories, right? Uh, well, right. If if you're interested, um, I can tell you. Uh, yeah, tell me a little bit. Of Saint Nicholas, I can I can get it for you. Um, there's this crazy thing called the internet nowadays um, that you can you can go on. So there is this guy named Saint Nicholas. Um, he was a bishop. Um, there's also a St. Nicholas Day, if you're known. So St. Nicholas of Myra, also known as the Nicholas of Bari, was an early Christian bishop of Greek descent from the maritime city of Myra in Asia Minor during the time of the Roman Empire. Because of many miracles attributed to his intercession, he is also known as the Nicholas the Wondermaker. Uh, he was born in the year 270, Later passed in 343, so he made it quite a while. Um, so that's that's okay. that. But if if you want to know the history of Santa oh. Claus, okay, it looks like he also had a legendary habit of secret gift giving, which gave rise to the traditional model of Santa Claus through Sinterklaas. Oh, okay. Let me give you yeah. um, some background on Santa Claus. Uh, he is kind of described. You know, when you go in the encyclopedia, they have like a name of something and then it would say like movie or historical place or whatever. So Santa Claus is known as a legendary <laughs> figure. No, no Santa way. Claus. What? I thought it was real. I thought it was real. Uh, this is news That's to me. Bullshit. I, I think he's real. I refuse to believe he's a legendary. 
uh, figure. Um, let's see if he's got anything anything good here. The Dutch are credited with transporting the legend. Um, sorry, I got a, a bunch of cookie pop-ups here. I don't want the cookies. Funny, it came up on Santa's uh, bio here. So uh, the Dutch are credited, um, as you said, Sinterklaas to New Amsterdam, along with the custom of giving gifts and sweets to children on his feast day, December 6th. The current depiction of Santa Claus is based on images drawn by the cartoonist Thomas Nast for Harper's Weekly beginning in 1863. Nast's Santa owed much to the description given in the poem A Visit from St. Nicholas, also known as Twas the Night Before Christmas, first published in 1823. The image was further defined by popular Santa Claus advertisements for the Coca-Cola Company from 1931. By illustrator Haddon Sunbloom. Sunbloom Santa was a portly white bearded gentleman dressed in a red suit with a black belt and white fur trim, black boots, and soft red cap. So there you go. You can thank Coca Cola oh. and uh, poets from the 1800s to Santa Claus. So I don't know what the hell this person was talking about, uh, but wake up. I just want to know where, when he got the hat, you know, because the hat was big in this movie. The hat is big, huh? It sounds like. Mm-hmm. Twas the night before Christmas meets Coca-Cola is, mm-hmm. is the hat. So who knows? But yeah, the hat was, was the map in this, in this movie. Yeah. So anyway. Which is like the dad had that hat for years and never looked inside of it and well, found that freaking map. Because the, <clears throat> the spark from Aunt Carletta cooking his turnip doll. Oh, uh, is that what turned it on? Yeah, it like burnt a hole oh. into it, so he saw it. Yeah, yeah. Details, gotcha. the details are what matter. And speaking I of see. details, it doesn't seem like the audience really cared for this movie at all. They found it boring. They didn't like the kid. <laughs> it wasn't historically relevant, which maybe people were looking for. Maybe they were looking for a biopic. Um, that's not this movie at all. So that's why they gave it a sixty. So I think you know what time it is. It's time. For us, I know what time it is. Zero out of a hundred. It's real ranking time. Bum, 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 bam, bam. Okay, John. Your ranking, buddy. Zero let's out of give, 100. Let's give this baby. Let's wrap this baby up. Out of, zero out of 100. Okay, I will say this. I think this movie is simple. It's effective. It's charming. It's a children's movie. It's tonally weird because it is violent sometimes. Um, a lot of stock characters that are basically just stock characters. It's a straightforward movie that moves in a straight line and takes us exactly where we knew we'd go. But hey, I was along for the ride. I'm giving this movie a 68 out of 100. Wow. Lower than I thought, just based on how you were talking about it. I thought you were going to go higher than that. I'm a little surprised. Well, it's, I'm not it's no Citizen Kane, John. It's, very, it's a very simple movie. No Citizen Kane. It's almost as dark. But yeah, it's not quite. Not quite. <laughs> it's, 
Yeah. All right. Zero to a hundred. Um, I mean, I'm 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 a little taken aback by your ranking because uh, it's impossible for someone to feel anything but warmth and joy when those credits rolled. When when that firework went up in the air, and we realized yeah. Maggie Smith was the pixie all along. How could you? Maggie I Smith just, did a lot of work there. She did. did, and a smile. Yeah. I just couldn't wipe a smile off my face. It's very Princess Bride vibes, as you said. Everything down to telling the kids of the story, uh, the initially like cliche, you know, uh, arc or just story in general, um, and the quick bits of charisma, the characters. It's it's very much. There's a lot of quips. There's a lot of fun. It's very character heavy. Um, the pacing was methodical. I thought like it did a really good job of moving along. And as we said before, just when you thought it was going to slow at times, which, you know, it could a little bit, it would sort of pick up with a new type of story to really keep your attention. Maybe that's because it's a kid's movie. I'm not sure that you need to hit them from all angles to keep them entertained in it. But the whole movie was just filled with so much charm and so much magic and so much hope that it didn't come off overly cliche, it didn't come off too familiar, or, and, it, and it certainly didn't make me want to vomit uh, anytime someone said something like, believe in hope, believe in magic, yeah. none of that. I was, which I was is, which is big. I was along yeah, that's for the big. This movie, if you haven't seen it, cozy up, get under a blanket, get you a nice hot beverage, sit there mm-hmm. with the family, and soak this in. I'm giving this movie 78 out of 100. It's pretty good, John. That's pretty high. Stick buy it. That's Stick pretty high. It. Wow, it really touched you, huh? It really did. touched right you. Here. Right here. Right here. Heart. Right in yeah. the heart. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, <laughs> but what did you guys think of A Boy Called Christmas? Let us know on our socials at EARC Pod and be sure to catch all of our other episodes wherever you get your podcasts. Um, we won't make another episode until the new year, but listen, uh, we'll probably be posting stuff on Discord. Yeah, this is it. Yeah, this we'll is the be- last episode of the year. We'll be on yeah. Discord. Um, we already have a few of you guys on there. Thank you for joining. Uh, please just if you guys have a passing thought about whatever you're watching, just post it on the Discord. We will engage with you. We're trying to do the same thing, we're trying to build a little movie community here for us. So reach out on the socials. Um, my name's Jose at Jose Loser here with John Wolf at John B. Wolf. And That's today, right. it looks like we were a little bit divided, John. You were a little closer to the critics than I was, right? Or, or yeah, how, how did it work true. out? That's true. I guess we're split. But yeah, we're a little yeah. bit split, even though we don't t- entirely disagree. And remember that the reason for that is because everyone is a it real is critic. A re- real critic. Merry Christmas. Merry Christmas. Yeah, hope you're having a good one.